Blog Talk Radio. <coughs> You're a mystical man. Lead us through sacred land. In the magic, the magic of life. You're a shaman that leads all the people to Open to receive the magic. Welcome back, everyone, to Go Within or Go Without Radio. I am Daniel Gutierrez, your host. And boy, do I have an incredible interview for you today. But before we get started today, I just want you to take in this beautiful day. Take a deep breath. And it doesn't really matter where you are or what the weather looks like outside. Just give yourself the gift of presence. Give yourself the gift of now. The only place that we really have power in is in that moment when we connect with that which is bigger than us. So I want you to grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea and put both your hands around it. And if you're driving, please don't do this. Put your hands around it and just feel the warmth. Or maybe it's a glass of tea and feel the coolness radiate through your hands and through your body, knowing that all is well and all is good. Welcome again to our show. Before we get going, I also want to remind you of a couple things. Uh, This month, at the end of the month in Sedona, Arizona, the 28th, 29th, and 30th, I am bringing one of the foremost authorities, uh, uh, shamans from Peru, to Sedona to do ceremony. And if you want to learn more about that, you can go to... um, visionsforlife.org forward slash Sedona Retreat. I will be there teaching along with her. And another friend, uh, Vesna um, Matic, will also be teaching there. So we look forward to seeing you. We're expecting to have a a full group and a a great time. So, uh, again, look that up uh, if you're interested. Also, um, this year I'll be taking... Uh, two groups to Peru to on spiritual journeys to Machu Picchu. And this is the first time I'm announcing this, but we will do an extension. As of this weekend, I've created an extension with a friend of mine, Eva Charlotte, and we're going to go actually visit a shaman deep in the Amazon jungle. Uh, and I, when I say deep, I mean there's nothing there but them. <laughs> no lights, no bathrooms. It is what the way it was intended to be. I'm excited about it and scared all at the same time. But we're going to be doing that. We're going to be learning a lot. So uh, if you want to learn more about those trips, you can go to danielgutierrez.com and go to Global Events, and you'll see it there. And then finally, something I'm really excited about, and this has not even been announced yet. I haven't sent a press release out yet, but I am the new president of the Holistic Chamber of Commerce in Long Beach. Um, and so if you want to learn more about that, go to Holistic Chamber of Commerce forward slash Long Beach, and you can find out when our first meeting is going to be. You don't have to be local to be part of it. It's an international organization, and um, I'm looking forward to um, being of service in that capacity. So uh, I'm excited about that. Okay, so let's get to our guest today. Um, I, I, I'm just so excited about being spending time with him because we share uh, something that, that I think was a surprise to him. But first, let me tell you about him. Uh, Michel Pascal 
is a French author, meditation singer, uh, teacher. He's a singer, a filmmaker, photographer. Uh, Michelle's unique brand of meditation is being practiced at Google, Harvard University, and many other major organizations. Before moving to the United States, Pascal lived in the Copan Monastery in the Himalayas, and I've been there. Uh, he has spent more, more than 15 years adapting traditional teachings and practices for students around the world. Uh, Pascal lives in Los Angeles. And welcome to the show, um, Michelle. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Daniel, to invite me. I am very, very, very happy to do this show with you. And congratulations ah. for uh, your uh, title at the Holistic Chamber and all that you do in Sedona and also with uh, shaman people. I mean, really congratulations for what you do, Daniel. Thank, thank you so much. And, and one of the things that we were talking about before the show started was that that you studied at the Copan Monastery, and I've been there, and it's the mo most beautiful place up on a hill. Yes, Copan is uh, the biggest uh, Buddhist monastery of the Himalayas. We are 1,000 monks and 1,000 nuns. And, um, it, I mean, it's, it's very special because most of time we have the cliché of the monastic life. Uh, when we come a retreat a few days or if we dream, we don't see the reality. But in reality... Right. Uh, a monastery, it's a spiritual fight every day. <laughs> and, and especially... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and me, I have the chance to have take refuge. Huh? In Buddhism, we take refuge. So it's a practice extremely deep that we do with, uh, with our Rinpoche. And Rinpoche in Tibetan means precious, precious. He is my spiritual father, he's in my blood. So my Rinpoche, Chepa Dorje Rinpoche, was unique in the world because he's the last descendant of Marpa. Uh, Marpa was uh, uh, with Milarepa, I mean. Uh, we have Padman Sambhava, uh, we have all the lineage from the Nigma school. And also Chepa Dorje Rinpoche was triple official reincarnation. Uh, because many people, wow. they say, I am reincarnation. <laughs> it's fake. To be an authentic reincarnation, it must be approved by the Dalai Lama and by Trulchik Rinpoche. Trulchik Rinpoche was the highest authority in the world. And it's extremely strict when we are in the case of reincarnation. Uh, it was funny. When my monastery was open to people, a lot of American people, they came and they say, oh, I know my reincarnation, I was this. And I remember the abode of the monastery, Lama Landup, he, he never replied. He said, oh, okay, it's great, because he knows <laughs> how the teaching about reincarnation is extremely strict, extremely deep. So my Rinpoche, Chepa Dorje Rinpoche, is very, very uh, well-known in Buddhist uh, tradition because he was triple reincarnation, three persons wow. in his mind. And he was also uh, the disciple of Chatral Rinpoche. So if you know Buddhism, uh, you know Chatral. Chatral Rinpoche uh, passed away at 100, uh, 102 years old, two years ago. He was the teacher of the Dalai Lama. Chatral Rinpoche was the master of his holiness Dalai Lama. 
and my Rinpoche was the first disciple of Chatral Rinpoche. So it's a, I take time to explain that, Daniel, because you, you are a specialist. You came in my monastery. So <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> it's important because in America, it's a thing to talk about meditation, uh, spirituality. It's another uh-huh. thing when we live in a monastery. It's the same thing for you when people talk about Machu Picchu. And you, for example, uh-huh. Daniel, you live uh, with the tribes since a lot of years. So yep. you are exactly, yes. we are in the same case, you and me, Daniel. Yes. We live the experience. Yes, I love it. Huh? Yes. It's a difference yes. to talk. Yes. It's a difference to live. It's not at all the same thing. But um, also me, I came from Christianity. I come from Ezekiah tradition. Ezekiah, it's uh, the Orthodox Uh, Christianity, it was um, meditation. In Christianity, there is a meditation. It's true. We forget that with the Catholic Church. Um, But in Orthodox, Ezekiah comes from the monks uh, Mount Athos in Greece. So it's a way to be more calm. So I have adapted pure Buddhism, pure Ezekiah, and also neuroscience to create a revolution in meditation. Because when I was in my monastery, I saw when we go back to the ordinary life, we are stressed again. And I saw the same thing. If you practice any yoga, any retreat, any monastic life, it's wonderful. But when you go back to your job, Monday morning, you are stressed again. When you go back to the traffic, you are stressed again. It's the same thing. When we go to the mass, We pray Jesus, Jesus, but one hour after we complain. (laughs) So, uh, and we know in neuroscience, because stress, it's a neurochemical addiction. Uh, It's a neurochemical addiction. So my way of meditation, it's a bridge from the source of the spirituality, really at the source in the monastery, but totally adapted, efficient, without effort, in our daily stress, in our daily life. My question was not to, to be a, a special uh, person in spirituality. My question was, how can I feel better at my workplace when I arrive this morning, mm-hmm. when my coworkers are so stressed, when I am scared to be fired, when I must make more money, more money? How can I feel better? How can I recycle? recycle, detox all the negativities, energy that I receive today? How can I feel better with my money problem? How can I feel better with my love problem immediately? So for me, there is just one question. How can I be more calm, more calm in my daily life? Mm. Because when I am, I I can have all the acknowledge of the world about shamanism, about Buddhism, about theology. But where is my prior? Where is my acknowledge if my brain is running all time? Where is my mantra if in my daily life I feel fears, doubt, stress? Where is it? Nowhere. I mean, for me, the most important is to be more calm, more calm in our daily life, in our daily Absolutely. Stress. Absolutely. And and so, folks, uh, he wrote a book, and that's why we're here today. It's called Meditation for Daily Stress. Um, 
10 practices for immediate well-being. Uh, I think it's already come out, right? They can go to Amazon and get it? Yes, absolutely, Daniel, absolutely. And so the book – so let me ask you a question. I, I, I love what you said, that, and it is true that stress is an addiction. It is, it is not any different than any other addiction, alcohol, heroin. Uh, addictions are, are, are firing of neurons in the brain. And, and when we get too into something over and over and over again, we create an addiction, which is difficult to break. What made you write the book? I write the book because I see the disaster of the addiction of the stress. What, what is the difference between if you are addicted to drug, alcohol, or stress? When we are addicted to the stress, we think that we are healthy. We think that it's normal. I mean, every person is stressed. So we say, okay, I am stressed, I am normal. No. When we are stressed, it, no, it's true. Huh? I mean, if it you is. take drugs or alcohol, you feel guilty. You say, oh, my gosh, I take drugs, I take alcohol, oh, I must stop, right. it's not healthy. Oh, I am stressed, it's great, I am normal, I, have, I am positive. Not at all. What's happening in the brain when we put electrodes? when someone is stressed, what we see, we see every minute we are stressed, we destroy our immune system, we destroy our neuron, we destroy our uh, liver, our stomach, we uh, destroy our capacities in the brain, and we are tired, and we enter in a depression, and if you are stressed today, you will be more stressed tomorrow, and more stressed next week more stress next year. Why? Because when we are stressed, we create a lot of cortisol in the brain, huh? the hormone of the stress. And we are addicted. We need to feed our addiction. So we can be in any places we need to be stressed. So stress is the worst addiction of the world. And it is the first causality of the death. We die because we are stressed. And in America, mm. according health department, 80%, 80% of American people, we have an amazing level of stress. We are just close the burnout. And the burnout is a crash in the brain. So it is a reason why it's interesting to see that we are educated at the opposite of the goal. And the, the goal is we want to be more active, more productive, more happy. But we go at the opposite because when we are stressed, we are more tired. We have less intuition. <laughs> the mind is gloomy. All is difficult. So we have no choice. We must be more calm in our daily life. Huh? Because when we are calm, we are more happy. We have more energy. We are more productive. We are more intuitive. We are more sexy. So the question is, how can I be more calm in my daily life? It was the question in Copan Monastery, in my monastery, where you came. I, am, I feel a big emotion to talk with you. Daniel is the first time I met someone in America. He came in my monastery. I am so, so I can't proud of believe you. that. Wow. Yes, yes, I enjoyed it. I was so moved. I, I told the, the, the monk I was speaking to when I was there, I said, I feel like I've been here before. And he says, oh, I'm sure you have. You know, and he wasn't talking physically. I just felt like it was home. 
when I was there, it's like it's like the same way I feel in the Andes in Peru. When I am, uh, I feel that energy. It is feels like home. It feels very comfortable. Um, and and uh, I'm sure that there's a reason behind that. But I thank you so much. I mean, I, that, the connection there is beautiful because I've never met anyone either that's been there. <laughs> and you actually bit. You actually lived there. <laughs> Yes, it was my That's life beautiful. to live in Copan and also uh, to live in Christian uh, monastery also after. So all my life uh, was from music and from spirituality since I am a child. I start uh, to sing on stage. I was nine years old and I, I became professional singer in France. I was 15, 16 years old. And uh, after I sing with the musician of Pat Metheny, the guitar player, the musician of Carlos Santana, many, many exceptional musicians in America. But in the same time, oh, I now. follow my spiritual uh, track. And uh, last year, I have uh, performed at the Carnegie Hall in New York. It was uh, sold out. It was amazing to sing a cappella during two hours, oh. to, to sing and to help people to, to be more calm. And uh, I am so happy because um, the Carnegie Hall has chosen me again for the new season. So I will perform again uh, October 17 in New York at the Carnegie Hall. So, oh. I mean, we need, we need to be more calm immediately. I, I can share with you something so funny in Copan. When I talk with my Rinpoche, the first time I say, Rinpoche, what means meditation? Can you explain to me how to start What means meditation? And I never forget his answer. He said, Michel, I can explain to you meditation. It's simple. There is no meditation. I said, <laughs> there is no meditation? No. He said, there is no meditation. Just sitting down like a mountain. That's it. And the mountain... It's, it comes also from Ezekiel tradition in Christianity. So when we, and it's very close to uh, indigenous when you talk about Peru. I work a lot with the Native American people, Navajo and Apaches. So they know oh, the practice wonderful. of the mountain. Yes. I have adapted yes. the mountain in our daily life. When I, I give classes uh, at Google, for example, In New York City, I teach since three years for the manager at Google. Or I teach for prisoners every day uh, in Los Angeles. What can we say to a manager at Google? What can we say to a prisoner? I mean, they are fed up to listen advices. Oh, yes, we they can't are. say yes, to those are. people, you must do this, you must do that, you must take a deep breath, and they are fed up. I think... We need just one thing. We need to be more calm, and immediately we practice the mountain. If you want, we can do that on the radio with you, Daniel, immediately in two, three seconds, huh? if you want. Let's do it. Let's do we it. can do that. Because for me, like say my Rinpoche, there is no talk, there is no blablatation. Uh, <laughs> it must blablatation. be meditation, not blablatation. <laughs> blablatation. <laughs> blablatation. Yeah, I love it. When you say uh, you must do this, you must do that, and after you yes, go back to your yes. life and you are stressed again. It's, and you know the, the cliche of the meditation 
uh, when you see a beautiful uh, fashion model sitting down in a lotus sexy position in a bikini face to a lake, we, we see it doesn't work. It's a joke. It's a blah blah So blah, I propose to you to, to do. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> I, I propose to you to to do what we do with my friend prisoners in jail in Los Angeles. What I do with a manager at Google what I do um, with the students in Harvard universities, what I do with celebrities, what I do with homeless. I teach for homeless in LA. So what we do? I snap three times and just we close our eyes. And just we are sitting down like a mountain. We do nothing, just we are sitting down like a mountain. If we have some thought in our mind, we do nothing. Thoughts are like clouds in the sky, they move. But when we are sitting down like a mountain, we can feel the stability of the mountain. We can be at our workplace. We can be in the traffic. We can be in a restaurant. We can be in our kitchen, but grounded stable like a mountain. We can breathe mentally the stability of the mountain and we can exhale the stability of the mountain in all our body. So we visualize the mountain, we see mentally the stability of the mountain. We breathe in mentally the stability. We keep our breath. We keep the stability mentally. And we exhale the stability. And we see we exhale the stability in all our body. When we meditate like a mountain, we become a mountain. We are in eternity. We are more stable. We can be in Times Square. We can be anytime, anywhere, in the heart of the stress. We can be like a mountain. And we open our eyes and we see around us all Simorians. Because when we are more calm in our brain, 
upgrade all the perceptions of our senses. How do you feel, Daniel? Oh, my goodness. I was in the Copan Monastery looking out at oh. those beautiful mountains. <laughs> oh, you you want to hear something cry. funny? And Yes, I was at the Copan. I got to tell you something funny. And then, unfortunately, we run out of time. So I remember now when you walk up to the Copan to the very right, there's the um, there's a bathroom over there. There's bathrooms. Mm-hmm. I, I asked. I said, I have to go to the bathroom. And they said, okay, go over there. So I went to the bathroom. <laughs> so I'm in the bathroom. And and in the bathroom, in that stall, there was a window, just a hole, a window. And the view out that window was the most beautiful beautiful view I've ever seen in my entire life. I was like, I don't think I, I don't think I've ever gone to the bathroom and seen such a beauty. <laughs> it was uh, it was it was kind of weird because I'm going to the bathroom and I'm looking out this window, going, the presence of the divine. Just beautiful, beautiful place. So thank you for that. <laughs> you know, it oh. is the reason why we can meditate like a mountain in the bathroom. Yes, we, I, I did. That's what I was saying. <laughs> no, I mean, for example, when I teach for manager in big company, I give uh, this practice. Every three hours, we go to bathroom. But the time that I spend to go to bathroom can be the time of my meditation. Huh? There is not I a time it. to meditate and a time to be stressed. Huh? It's, it doesn't work like that. Because most of time, right. we, uh, we are educated with the wrong perception of meditation. Huh? The cliché, the blablatation. We think the blablatation. Oh, yes. We are very good in blablatation in America. Because we think... <laughs> It's true. We think, uh, for example, how can we how can we say to a manager at Google, to the president uh, of Nestle, to uh, a student in Harvard University, or, or to a prisoners? How can we say, "Oh, my friend, you have worked a lot today. Okay, your brain is running all time, but please make an effort, sitting down and take a deep breath." It's it's a joke. It can't work. How can we say that seriously to a manager, to someone who works in a Starbucks, to someone uh, who studies in a university? It's a, it's a fantasy. It's like the resolution at the beginning of the year. <laughs> I will lose 10 pounds, but the day after I eat my chips. So it, it's a joke. It's a blabla. <laughs> right. it, it's yeah, a blabla. I, I mean, it, what is blablatation? It's a beautiful talk. Oh, to talk, it's wonderful. But after to be concrete, no way, it doesn't work. So what we it. do, what we do in meditation for daily stress, we do exactly the same thing that you saw in Copan Monastery, Daniel. What we do in a monastery, we are done. We are not sitting down like a lotus position 24 hours, not at all. What have you seen? You have seen probably we work a lot. We work a lot yes. in a monastery. Yes. It's a life very active. But the difference, we are calm. We are calm. We oh. are present <laughs> to every minute of the situation. And you can meet any monks in the monastery. I am sure when they say, hello, how are you? You feel the calm in the monk. You feel the, the quality of the presence when they talk to you. 
So the real sense of meditation in Tibetan means I train my mind. It's not I am sitting down mm. in a lotus position after my work. Uh, it's I train my mind. And I use any situations of my life to train my mind. I can be like a mountain in the bathroom. I can be like a mountain in the traffic. Uh, when I, I have my car in the traffic on the freeway, I teach for Uber drivers. How can I oh, enjoy I love it. Me so traffic. Michelle, we've run out. We've run out of time. Uh, our, what a beautiful! I wish we had an hour, two hours, three hours. You and I could talk forever. <laughs> but we will <laughs> see each other, my friend. We will. We will see each other. We will see each other. I will. I will reach out to your your folks to give. Tell them to give you my information to give you and and we'll email each other. Please. We will please. email each other and see each other. So for, the last uh, thing, the last thing that I wanted to say, it's something exceptional. If you give me ten seconds, because yeah, uh, yeah. in uh, in California, I, I direct the meditation for daily stress for prisoners, in uh, all the prisoners in jail. In California, eighty percent of parolees they go back in jail, but with meditation for daily stress at Amity Foundation, where we develop this program. 80% of parolees, they find a job. They never go back. I love it. They rebuild the I family. I love it. So we have found the key with this meditation to reduce the violence in America. So April 23rd, the Sunday, April 23rd, I will uh, present the show that I give at the Carnegie Hall, but especially for the prisoners. And every people can come. You can come. All your followers can oh, come. Good. All the friends can come. Good. The show is a free will donation. All the money will be to train parolees to become meditation teachers. So it's, a, it's an exceptional event that we built in L.A. And uh, my friend Paul Pesco, the, the guitar player of Madonna, he will come specially from New York to uh, perform with me. And we will present exactly for the prisoners the same show that you can see in the Carnegie Hall a few months after. So you are Thank so you. welcome, Daniel, with all your friends. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'll get information out to everybody. Remember, go get his book, Meditation for Daily Stress. Um, have a beautiful, blessed day. It's been a pleasure. You've made my day. We will, t we will speak again.